Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this special Movie Attic Headquarters episode. I'm your host, Betty Jo Tucker, speaking to you from Pueblo, Colorado, and feeling sad today about the recent passing of Elizabeth Taylor, one of Hollywood's greatest stars. But I'm glad that Jazz Shaw and Joan Benedict Steiger are here to help us with the show. We'll be talking about Elizabeth Taylor's best films and performances, as well as sharing some personal memories of her. Then, later in the show, there may be calls from fans who want to share their reactions, too. I don't want to forget to mention that Demos Yanikos is taking care of our chat, and we really appreciate that. I see that Joan and Jazz have been waiting patiently, so I'd like to bring them on now, starting with Joan, who must have had an exciting time last night at the Los Angeles Women's Theater Group Gala, where she received an important award for her remarkable acting career and life achievements. Joan, congratulations on your well-deserved honor. Well, thank you so much. Yes, the uh, Los Angeles uh, Women's Theater Festival honored me with um, a lovely award uh, for... Um, mainly for all the uh, theater work that I've done. Uh, when I kind of looked, I couldn't believe that uh, I've done over 40 plays. And I said, my gosh, did I memorize all those lines? Anyway, um, it was uh, lovely, and I was up kind of late, so it's very early, and I'm kind of half awake, but I'm happy to do the show. Well, we we really appreciate you being here today after all that excitement, and we're eager to hear about your interesting Butterfield 8 connection with Elizabeth Taylor because we know you've, uh, besides theater, you've also done films and, uh, and television. But first, let's bring Jazz on. Jazz, thanks for agreeing to co-host today, even though we're on a different schedule. Oh, no problem, Betty Joe. It's a sad but important occasion, so I can carve out a little time from the political schedule for this. Uh, you know, it just has to be done. I'm so glad you could do that. Um, if some of our listeners don't uh, know, uh, Jazz Shaw is the host of um, a very, very informative uh, midstream radio show on Blog Talk Radio, and um, we're so happy when he's able to take some time away from politics and and co-host our show. He does such an excellent job. And you know, Jazz, I'm curious to find out which Elizabeth Taylor films and performances you think are her best. But let's save that until we hear from Joan about her Butterfield 8 involvement. Joan, I remember that Elizabeth earned her first Oscar for Butterfield 8. What was your connection to that project? Well, uh, first of all, let me tell you, it's the first time I have ever spoken about it. <laughs> and it's on your oh. show. <laughs> um, oh, well, thank I was you. Just, 
I was just uh, 18. I was starting out in New York as an actress, and um, I... Uh, I constantly bothered the MGM casting director. So I got this call from from him, and he said, Joan, I think I've got something wonderful for you. It's a great opportunity. And I was just still a teenager. I was like 19, almost 20. And um, he said, Elizabeth Taylor is going to be doing a film in New York, of course, I was in New York at the time, and uh, he said, uh, Daniel Mann is going to be directing. Danny Mann was a very important director at the time, had, had done a lot of Broadway, and uh, so they were very excited about the film. However, he said, Elizabeth does not want to do this film, and uh Danny, being a Broadway director, liked a lot of rehearsal. So she said, well, I will, and and Danny wanted Elizabeth to rehearse. So she said, well, I'll do the film, but I will not come to New York to rehearse the film. And Mm. she had to do this film because otherwise she would not have gotten Cleopatra. So she agreed to do it. She said, if you'll get somebody to rehearse the whole movie with Danny Mann. Well, I auditioned for Danny, and he said, well, now that I see you, and I was brunette at the time, uh, now that I see you, uh, I'd like you to double for her also in the film and uh, and stand in for her and, and be with me here at all times. So I auditioned uh, in red for him and uh, got the job. Now, it wow. it was probably one of the m- most unique uh, uh, jobs because uh, it was not exactly stand-in, not exactly double. It was different. Um, yeah. So when I when I started, um, I uh, did all the rehearsals with Lawrence Harvey, and, and uh, it was very, very exciting. It was done up at Gold Medal Studios in the Bronx. And um, we rehearsed for um, a month or two, and then uh, Elizabeth uh, came in and uh, watched rehearsals and so forth, and then uh, started the film. Well, we were we were doing the rehearsals and so forth, and then uh, started the film. And lo and behold, there was a, a SAG strike, Srinacker's Guild strike. Uh, so the whole cast, except me, went back to California, and uh, that, it was a, a long strike. I think about a month, and then everybody came back again. This became a whole career, <laughs> and we did the film. So. It was a very exciting thing for me, and uh, that was how I met Elizabeth Taylor, and um, she was completely charming to me, and she had a little Yorkie that used to follow her around (laughs) on the set, (laughs) and um, I have to say she was a very intuitive uh, actress. Um, Everything she did was like one take, and uh, really fabulous. Wow, and you said that she didn't um, she didn't want to do 
yeah. Butterfield oh, yeah. eight, but but oh. she had to she had to do it or she wouldn't be able to do Cleopatra. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's interesting. Correct. And, this and, was done. <laughs> this was done under protest. And she won an won an Oscar for yes. it, uh, and and didn't didn't win an Oscar for for Cleopatra. But she yes. still, I as I understand it, she still, even when she received the Oscar, she didn't think that she deserved the the Oscar. I I heard that she she felt that she got the uh, pity vote because of of the illness that she had just gone through. Do you remember any of that? Well, she was uh, never uh, well. And uh, at that time, had just uh, had the uh, tracheotomy. Yeah. So yes, uh, she just had one illness uh, after another. Um, however, um, I really loved her, but she loved to eat <laughs> and all the wrong foods. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was chili, chili, and pasta and pizzas and yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like my my diet. If it's as long as it's not it's meatless, but well, I understand <laughs> that you that you and your your late husband Rod Steiger were were friends with uh, with Elizabeth Taylor, and there there were some interesting incidents, or at least well, one yes, that happened. Well, Could you tell well, us about that? Yes, it was all kind of intertwined because then, um, well, at that time uh, I still did not know. Rod, but I was always a, a huge fan of Rod's and had seen everything. I think I saw uh, Al Capone about 15 times, and I was just very concentrated on Rod at the time. But uh, it was uh, shortly after, actually shortly after um, Butterfield 8, I did do a television show with Rod, and that's when I met him for the first time, and we started dating in New York. Uh, that's hmm. before we ever got together 30 years later out here in California and got married. So uh, oh our lives were always intertwined. But how now Rod didn't meet uh, Elizabeth till uh, years later, and uh, he told me he had this wonderful script. It was sort of a present-day um, Wizard of Oz kind of a thing. And he, uh, when we were going together out here in California in later years, uh, he said, I want to get to Elizabeth Taylor because I want to get her as uh, in the role of Dorothy, a a kind of uh, older woman, eccentric woman, uh, uh, who thought she was a Dorothy kind of character and uh, eccentric and was trying to get back to Oz. Well, on the way in the script, uh, this uh, Dorothy meets uh, all of these characters, uh, which would be modern-day versions of the Tin Man and and the Cowardly Lion and so forth. It was such a good Mm -hmm. script. So he did not know Elizabeth at the time and was trying to contact her. Well, finally, he told me uh, one day, he said, oh, I finally contacted Elizabeth and... and, uh, I'm I'm going over to see her. Well, he met her at her home, and he was shocked to see her because she was in bed and had been in bed ill for about a year. And 
uh, Rod was this wonderful, wonderful man and uh, so compassionate. And uh, he said to her, what What are you doing in bed? You're Elizabeth oh. Taylor. You've got to get out of that bed. And he said, how about if I take you to lunch? Well, she just brightened up, he said. And she said, oh, really? Well, that was the time uh, a few years back when uh, she was really out of uh, out of commission in bed, and he got her back again out into the public. It was Rob that did that. Well, before you know it, they were going to lunch and talking about the script and all the um, all the papers and choir and all those the papers had them in the magazine. And before you know it. Uh, they were yeah. saying Elizabeth Taylor to marry Rod Steiger. I and remember reading I, that. Yeah, and so I said to Rod, well, well, what's this about? He said, Joan, please. So uh, then a few years passed. We were on a, a plane going to Barcelona, and he and I love to read all of the, the papers, Inquirer and Globe, all those. So he said, "Pick up the pick up the magazines uh, before we get on the plane." So we've got the magazines. We're sitting on the plane. Rod's sitting next to me. We're on our way to to Barcelona. I look at the paper and it says Elizabeth Taylor to marry Rod Schneider. I looked <laughs> over at him. I said, "What?" He looked at me. He said, "Joan, I'm sitting here next to you." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! So, oh it, my gosh! You know, you you can believe it, you know a, a bit of what you hear, and I think she would have loved to have married Rod. She loved Rod. Everybody loved Rod, and um, Rod asked me to marry him. And then a few uh, when we were about to get married, she said to me on the on the phone, "Well, how did that happen?" I said. Well, he asked me to marry him. What do you mean? How did that happen? <laughs> but oh anyway, gosh, it, is... uh, it was uh, very interesting, and uh, so that uh, connection happened again with Elizabeth. She was so wonderful when Rod died. She called me. We had a long conversation, and the interesting thing was the man she talked about with was Mike Todd, and. Yeah. Uh, Yes. So, um, and we had uh, several lovely conversations, and uh, we had, uh, got together a few times. So that was uh, well, my connection. Well, it's so wonderful to have someone on the show who actually knew Elizabeth Taylor, Joan, and mm-hmm. thanks so much for sh- for sharing this personal information with us. Now, I hope you can stay uh with us uh for the show. I know I know you have a busy schedule, but can you can you stay on while we talk about uh some of uh, Elizabeth Taylor's um best films and performances? Would you be able to do that? Uh yes, I can stay uh, a little while. Mhm. Oh, fine. Uh, that's that's wonderful. I I see we have a caller already. Uh so I'm going to see who's calling. Hello? Area code eight five eight. Who's calling, please? Well, this is your favorite film critic, James Cold Harrison, out here in beautiful La Jolla. 
Oh, I'm so glad you called in, uh, James. Now, uh, Joan, uh, James is the is a film historian, and he actually uh-huh. did a yeah, and he did a um, history of MGM where uh, uh-huh. Elizabeth uh, did the, made quite a few films. So, so James, thank you for for calling in. Do you have any uh, comments for for Joan about uh, the um, incidents and information that she shared with us? Well, I, I can only tell you my uh, encounter with Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, I was 19 years old, and I was uh, starry-eyed, and, of course, I loved the movies and had always wanted to get involved with the movies in some way. And I was in Hollywood visiting some friends who were in the movie business, and we went to Grauman's Chinese Theater to see a movie. And I was standing in the lobby at the time, just waiting around, and up come the aisle is Elizabeth Taylor. Well, I nearly fainted. She was the most beautiful creature I had ever seen in my life. And you know what? Her eyes really were lavender. I think I probably was about two feet in front of her, so I was very close. She was young and beautiful at that time. And uh, that was the first encounter I ever had with Elizabeth Taylor. I I didn't know her, and I actually never got the chance to interview her during my career, but I wish I had. And then maybe 20 years later, or 30 years later, I had a writing assignment to cover her uh, uh, introduction of her White Diamonds uh, perfume at Macy's. And uh, so I went down as a dutiful reporter, and my God, the place was pandemonium because there were thousands of people waiting for Elizabeth to come out on stage. Well, she kept us waiting an hour, as usual, and people were getting a little bit grumpy. Well, she I guess she knew the exact time to come out because she, she created a uproar, and she came out in this beautiful white caftan outfit and covered in diamonds, <laughs> pushing her white mm. diamonds perfume. Well, again, I mean, it looked like she hadn't changed a bit in the 20 years since I had seen her last. But she was gorgeous <laughs> and char- just as charming as can be, just as everybody has said. She was a, really a sweet, down-to-earth movie star. You'd never know yes, she was and a the great star. beauty. I mean, you mentioned a great her, her beauty. Uh, beauty. Great beauty. Absolutely the most beautiful movie star ever, I think. Yes, I, I agree with you on that. Well, um, you you were so lucky then to get a chance to, to see Elizabeth those those two times. And, and uh, James, can you uh, stay uh, for the rest of the show? Uh, because uh, sure. there may be some other other areas that, that you, you would like to chime in on. Would that be sure. okay? Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Wonderful. Well, why don't we turn to uh, some uh, to Elizabeth's uh, best films and best performances? And I, I really am curious to know what uh, picks Jazz will come up with. So, so Jazz, what do you think are Elizabeth Taylor's best uh, performances in films? It's hard to narrow it down to just a few, but uh, one of them was already mentioned. Uh, when when John was relating that story, because I I did think even though it didn't win uh, the award, I thought Cleopatra was was really fantastic. Um, the other couple that that I would certainly bring up would be uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which 
was was just a haunting film. I saw that one so many times, and uh, probably just for one of those best, best screen matchups, The Taming of the Shrew, because uh, her her work, uh, particularly you know with Richard Burton, was they they were. They're one of those just sizzling screen couples, you know. I, I, I always talk about Bogey and Bacall, you know, and, and, and different people from that era, but, but they were certainly a, a great couple, and, uh, and that was probably one of my favorites. Good choices, uh, Jazz. Do, do you agree with uh, Jazz, Joan, or do you have uh, – of course, we're not going to include Butterfield 8 because we've already talked about that. <laughs> but uh, do you have uh, other uh, picks, uh, a list? Liz's best performances in films. Well, actually, I was going to pick uh, Virginia Woolf also. <laughs> so uh, uh, I do remember her saying uh, to the makeup people, <laughs> "Now be careful! Don't don't make me too ugly." <laughs> but uh, I just thought she was uh, excellent in uh, Virginia Woolf, and. Uh, <clears throat> I always enjoyed Giant a lot, and uh, when we first met, yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, she had said to me, oh, Benedict, she said, and she always had that childlike voice, oh, oh, Benedict, she said, that was my name in Giant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by the way, she 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 was very childlike, you know. Betty Joe, I don't know if you're going to get time for it, but uh, Demos did want me to let you know that uh, you do have another listener who's called in on line three, and that would be Bob, if you get time for it. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Um, I, I wanted to find out first, and you know, thank you very much for for, uh, for that information, but I first I wanted to check with, um, with James to see if he had uh, any favorite films and performances by Elizabeth Taylor. So, James, you're on. Well, yes, Joan stole my thunder. I I did love Giant. I thought it was a wonderful picture, and it was a giant movie with such a stellar cast, including Mercedes McCambridge, who was a La Jolla resident. uh, Mercedes lived here in La Jolla before she passed away. And, of course, Rock Hudson and James Dean. I mean, how can you have a better cast than that? But the, the movie itself was terrific. And I also liked Suddenly Last Summer, which was rather a... Spooky kind yeah. of a movie, but with mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Hepburn, and uh, it, it was uh, such a terrific film uh, with great actresses, and Elizabeth did very well in, in that. I thought. Yes, so that was that was one of my favorites too. Yeah, and um, I I loved I loved so many of her films. It is it definitely is hard to choose from, but. I think uh, if I had to choose, it would be National Velvet and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and A Place in the Sun. I thought of the chemistry between Montgomery Cliff and Elizabeth Taylor in A Place in the Sun was just, just, it was so, so vivid on screen. Oh, it um, was. They were terrific. So, so those would be my choices. But again, uh, there are many, many others that I really, really like. But I, let's, let's do, uh, take this next call. And um, let's do it now. Hello, area code 954. Who's calling? Yeah, it's your old friend Wacko Bob here, actually. And, uh, and uh, boy, a lot of thunder was stolen from me because I, I, as far as Elizabeth Taylor's movies go, you know, the one I always love to put over is Giant because I've, 
I've uh, been an absolute James Dean fan for a long time, even though he died before I was born. But if you really look at the movie Giant, and uh, you know, and, if, and I think everyone here will agree with me, you know, Rock Hudson and James James Dean both did fabulous jobs in the movie and everything. But but you know, let's face the facts here: Elizabeth Taylor really carried that entire movie in all reality. I think I think we all would agree with that that uh, that movie was carried by her more than than those two guys and and the others that were in the movie too. Oh yes, that's she was excellent in in that movie. Absolutely. Are there are there others other uh, films of Elizabeth Taylor's that you that you particularly enjoyed, Wacko Bob? Oh, you know, you know, I I I agree I agree in a lot of ways, you know. I liked I liked how she worked with uh you know, uh, Montgomery Clifton. I think, uh, I think you know, the, you know, more specifically in the, the that movie alone, you know, was uh, another good one with Elizabeth Taylor. You know, I've been a fan more, more or less, of Elizabeth Taylor. You know, and, and more the work that she's done. You know, for AIDS awareness and everything. You know, that uh, that no one was willing to uh, to come to the plate. You know, come to the plate for and everything when it was. Uh, really becoming a problem, you know, throughout the world and everything, you know, and the one who stepped up, who stepped up to the plate, you know, to really be the spokesperson for AIDS awareness was Elizabeth Taylor, you know, and she took some, she took some shots and everything for it, but uh, she just kept going on with it, you know, and you got to respect her for that one because, you know, I think more people, you know, more people became aware of uh, the HIV virus, you know, and everything more because of, you know, the speeches uh, by Elizabeth Taylor and what she said, you know, what needs to be done to, uh, to prevent this. Yes, that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm so glad that you called uh, Wacko Bob. And um, for listeners who don't know, Wacko Bob is a very popular host on Blog Talk Radio also. Uh, Wacko Bob, uh, give a little plug for your, your wonderful Blog Talk Radio show. We are a three-hour show every Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are a variety show. We'll talk about anything uh, that might be on your mind, no matter what it is. And and uh, tomorrow, and for those who don't know, tomorrow is Saturday. And uh, if you got any uh, comments or anything, you want to bring up anything Elizabeth Taylor there, you could actually do it on the Wacko Weekly tomorrow as well, too. But uh, let's keep things uh, on with Elizabeth Taylor and this great tribute that's being done to her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wacko Bob. I do encourage listeners to check out to check out your show. And you were saying that there were so many uh, films that Elizabeth Taylor made, and um, and we're we're agreeing that it's kind of hard to pick favorites. And I was jotting down some some of the films that I have seen, and I, I just kind of feel like I I grew up with Elizabeth Taylor, and so I have seen most of her films. Um, I haven't seen. The ones that she did for for television, but she, but she actually made uh, I believe around fifty uh, Hollywood films, and uh, here's here's here are the ones that I I've actually seen: Ash Wednesday, Ivanhoe, Giant, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, A Place in the Sun, National Velvet, Cleopatra, Cynthia, Rain Tree County, again with Montgomery Clift, The Sandpiper. We've already mentioned Butterfield Eight, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Oh wow, that that one she really sizzled yes. in that one too. Elephant Walk, The Taming of the Shrew, Father of the Bride, The Mirror Cracked. Oh, that was an Agatha Christie mystery, and and she and Angela Lansbury starred in that. Little Women. We've already mentioned Suddenly Last Summer, and in Doctor Faustus she played 
Helen of Troy kind of typecasting. Oh, a little night music. Yeah, a little night music and reflections in a golden eye. Uh, and in her last movie, I thought she was great in the Flintstones. <laughs> so I know the, those are not all of her films, but. Uh, Joan, do you have any comments on any well, of, the, of the other films that were mentioned? <laughs> that was interesting when you just mentioned Dr. Faustus. That was the first play that I did in New York, Dr. Faustus. I never yes, knew. Yes, I was hoping you'd catch that. Did. Yes, that's, uh, that's the one um, with the uh, famous line, is this the face that launched a thousand ships? <laughs> right. And yes, she fit that yeah. bill. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah. As Helen, I Helen remember I, I came cascading down a, a winding staircase, <laughs> and then that was the the, uh, the uh, speech. Is that the face that launched a thousand ships? I never knew she did, Doctor Faustus. <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm just wondering if there uh, if James has any other comments he'd like to make about the uh, about any of these films that I mentioned. Well, gosh, I'm sort of like you, Betty Joe. I I feel like I grew up with Elizabeth Taylor watching her throughout the years, and uh, she did make 50 films. I probably saw most of them, I would think. And, I'll bet you uh, did. Yeah, and one interesting thing is uh, Elephant Walk, which she made with uh, Yes, I Peter hope you talk about that. Yeah, she made that with Peter Finch, and... Uh, she replaced Vivian Lee in that film because Vivian Lee was having one of her psychotic episodes and uh she had to uh, to leave the film and she flew back to Los Angeles and they had to replace her and so they got Elizabeth Taylor. There were some scenes in Elephant Walk that were actually Vivian Lee but they were more or less far away shots and back back her back <laughs> so they they mm-hmm. could very easily insert Elizabeth Taylor into it, and uh, so she and uh, Peter Finch actually was having an affair with Vivian Lee at the time, and uh, uh, <laughs> it was a big scandal at the time. But um, anyway, Elizabeth took you over the, the role. Love the gossip. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gossip. Yes. Yeah. That's well, a I thought that was. <laughs> Movies, uh, we love movie stars because they do create gossip, and that's one that's of the. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we love the. Well, I first saw uh, Elizabeth Taylor in National Velvet, and I was just spellbound. What a great movie that is! Um, a family classic for sure. Mickey Rooney was the jockey, and uh, Elizabeth Taylor played this uh, young girl who uh, persuaded him to teach, to train her to ride in the Grand National Steeplechase. And Elizabeth Taylor was just terrific then. And I, I knew at the time, this, I, I just wanted to follow everything, everything that she, she did. And that was back in, mm. in 1944. But um, she... She did made uh, quite a few movies as a as a teenager. I think she was in a date with Judy. We didn't even put that on the list. And this uh, Cynthia, she was uh, the young oh, yeah. sickly girl who sort of found found uh, some happiness through through music. But 
every decade she just, you know, just blossomed. And I love what Joan said about who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, telling the makeup lady not to not to make her look <laughs> too ugly. But yeah. she she was a force of nature in Who's Afraid of Virginia <laughs> yeah. Woolf. And she is Martha. Martha and George, Richard Burton is George. And he they were soon to divorce, I think, for the first time after that after that movie. But the, the tension between those two and the way they could you know, the way they could uh, put down each other. It was something to behold. Uh, didn't you think so, Jazz? Oh, yeah, that that was that was another classic moment. And uh, it, it's, it, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's so hard to pick because, you know me, I've, I've always been a fan of, to this day, I, I watch more black and white films than I do color films, I think. And most of my, my library is, is old, ancient stuff. So that that really gets into what I like. But I'm not going to hog up the whole show. I, I was just asked by Demos to mention to you that there's another old friend of the show on line four right now with some comments about Liz Taylor, if you have time and want to pick it up. Oh, absolutely. Let's do that right now. Thanks, Demos. Area code 917, you're on the air. Who's calling, please? Hi, hi Betty. It's Nancy Lombardo. <laughs> oh, Nancy from Comedy Concepts. We have yes. a, a Blog Talk Radio reunion here. <laughs> Nancy has a great yes. show on Blog Talk Radio. All these shows. So, uh, Nancy. Thank you, thank you. Do you I have something briefly... to share? Yes, I did uh, back in my uh, stand-up, early stand-up comedy days while I was supplementing my income by bartending on Malcolm Forbes' yacht. And uh-huh. I met Elizabeth Taylor there several times. And I just uh-huh. wanted to share that in person, she was the nicest, most accommodating person. I thought that what would have put other people over the edge in this day and age with people, oh, Miss Taylor, can I take your picture? And just leaning on her. And she was so gracious about it. I said, oh, my gosh, that's a star, putting up with that. Yeah. That she was just so wonderfully gracious about it. Oh, of course, dear, you may, of course. But then I just wanted briefly to add, because this show's running out of time, my favorite line from a movie. Well, two things. One thing is everybody forgets she was in Jane Eyre. She yes, plays well, the girl well, who gets a little sick. Girl. She's oh, the yes. little girl who gets sick. And so she was mm-hmm. in Jane Eyre, and I love that. But my favorite line from all movies, and I say this all the time because it always stuck with me, my favorite line from Sunday last summer is when Catherine Hepburn goes to her, I don't understand why you won't have that little procedure. It's just a little procedure. Elizabeth Taylor goes, mm-hmm. little procedure? They call it a lobotomy. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love that line. <laughs> I just wanted to share. But uh, love your show, Betty. I love that line. Well, thank you. I, I forgot about it completely. Thanks for reminding us, and and thank you for calling in. Uh, tell everyone about your comedy concepts show too. Oh, now, comedy concepts! I'll, I'll be I'll be on at uh, one o'clock today. Uh, comedy concepts, Yay. blog talk radio. But I don't want to eat into your time. So have a good show, Betty. I'll be listening. Well, thank you. Thanks again for for calling for calling in. Jazz, are there any comments uh, um, from the or reactions from the chat that you'd like to share with us? Well, mostly we've just been trying to feed them through and encouraging them to call. A lot of agreement about the uh, the, the shows that were mentioned, and uh, quite a few votes for Montgomery Cliff as as one of the best pairings. There was uh, one other question for Joan that came up, and I'll be honest, I don't. I don't know the background about this, but I'll go ahead and mention it anyhow in case she has some 
uh, insight to share, something about uh, the the dark secrets of a closed set on uh, uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? No, I don't know about... Uh, no, I'm sorry, I don't know any of that. I do, um, I do know that um, on uh, Butterfield 8... Uh, I guess you, maybe you all know that uh, she got uh, Eddie Fisher uh, to do Butterfield 8 uh, with her. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> at the rap party, she said to uh, Eddie, she said, Oh, Eddie, sing Tammy, Tammy's in love. <laughs> Tammy's in love. <laughs> well, she, yeah. you know... She had the. Uh, I know this is supposed to be a solemn, <laughs> solemn occasion, but Elizabeth Taylor, I've heard, had a wonderful sense of humor, and that that kind of uh, proves it, Joan. So, uh, this is mm-hmm. the time when I'd like to describe my fantasy about having dinner with her. And even though this whole scene is imaginary. It was a lot of fun to write, and I think Elizabeth would have enjoyed it. And the fantasy came about back in 2001 when my husband and I had big, big plans to participate in the Taos Talking Pictures Festival because we were going to get to meet Elizabeth Taylor at her Maverick Award presentation there. Well, unfortunately, our plans fell flat. Actually, I'm the one who took the fall by tripping in the bathroom and suffering a head and an arm injury. So when I broke the news about not being able to cover the festival because of a clumsy accident, one of my editors said, oh, just make something up. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> and here's the piece that I turned in. Never underestimate the power of imagination. That's how, while recuperating from injuries, I took a magic carpet ride to Taos, New Mexico for the April film festivities there. Of course, dinner with a Hollywood legend emerged as the highlight of this trip. Everyone knows Elizabeth Taylor is the last of the great movie stars, so it was a thrill to see her receive a tribute for her incredible acting career. She deserves as many awards as she can get after over 50 years as a Hollywood leading lady. Well, immediately following this tribute, Larry and I joined Liz for dinner at the Holiday Inn Don Fernando. Oh, she looked lovely in a white jacket that contrasted dramatically with her dark hair and famous violet eyes. After congratulating her on such an amazing film career, I told her what my mother did when MGM was searching for a child to star in National Velvet. She sent the studio a picture of me riding a horse, I said. Hmm, I wonder how many other mothers did the same thing, Liz mused. But I think you're lucky you didn't get the part, dear. I hurt my back while filming National Velvet, and that was probably the beginning of all my health problems. Then Larry pointed to my cast and added, Betty Jo has had her share of those, too. Looks like both of you are real survivors. And you are a real sweetheart, Liz tossed back at him flirtatiously. Suddenly, it dawned on me that Liz is between husbands now. No wonder I breathed a sigh of relief when dinner was over. After all, this is my fantasy, not Larry's. Rest in peace, (laughs) dear Elizabeth. (laughs) Your many fans will miss you. Well, I 
see it's time to wrap up the show. So thanks to Joan, Jazz, James, Wacko Bob, Nancy, <laughs> Demos, all the people in the chat for making this a very special episode. And thanks awesome. also to Elizabeth Taylor for leaving us those terrific performances to remember as time goes by. You must remember this A kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply as time goes by And when two lovers move They still say I love you On that you can rely No matter what the future brings As time goes by And love songs Never out of date Hearts full of passion Jealousy and hate Woman needs man And man must have his name That no one can deny It's still the same old story A fight for love and glory A case of do or die The world will always welcome lovers As time goes by Oh, <laughs> 